Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. You are in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. The number is 412-919-1316 if you want to call in and drop us your thoughts. By the way, uh, Max is taking care of family business, um, and our prayers go out to him. He is attending to the loss, of course, of his father and uh, the funeral arrangements and everything, so he won't be with us today or tomorrow. But I am joined in the locker room by one of the outstanding ninjas that get this show going and rolling each and every day, and I thank him for coming in and doing double duty, not just producing the show, but also participating in the show. So, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Hey, man, all I do is show up here. That's, <laughs> and then if I'm told, hey, you got to go on with Wolf, I just say, oh, boy, double yeah. duty. Yeah. He says, oh, boy. It's all in how you say it. You know, you know, you know I mean? how, I mean, tell the people, Wolf, I, I, I walk in today, I go, is it you and me today? And you go, it's you and me today. I go, all right, sounds good. Let's get to it. <laughs> and indeed, we will. And it's such a joy all the time whenever we get to work together, which is on a day's you sitting in for Max, and I'm sitting in for myself. It's always a good time. So here's the first thing up, okay? Now, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, now, if I happen to be in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is a fine ski resort area, by the way, uh, out there, you know, uh, but I'm sitting there, Jacob, and all of a sudden you hear a crash, right? And there's okay. A, well, what, what? you look and you go downstairs. Wait, there's a big crash. Does that mean you fell over and there's an avalanche starting? <laughs> No, yeah, really, I could, I'm one man avalanche myself. But uh, you know, you go downstairs, and all of a sudden you get looking. What do you see? You see a moose. What? A moose. Now this is a residential area, and you got a crash and everything going on. And here a moose, a big old moose, came walking along, and he sees. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some vegetation around the window well in the basement. You know those wells that are dug out. You know. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. So the moose somehow got himself down in there and then fell through the window. Is this is this a true story? True is this something story. you just saw? You, I, <laughs> true story, Wolf, man. I, I don't know anyone who, who finds these stories like you do. <laughs> Can't help it. You know, you curious minds. You know, you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm sitting here having a cup of joe or maybe it's having lunch. It was during the day. You know, and then bang, crash. Uh, broken whatever, you go down and you got a moose looking at you. He's in your basement. I don't know, maybe he's going to play your air hockey game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's, he's you know, just uh, going to cruise around, maybe sit on the couch for a while. Think about this, Jacob. Your average 
female moose, otherwise known as a cow, okay? Gotcha. They run about uh, four or 500 pounds at the light end and about 1,000 pounds at the big one. Gotcha. Now, a male, he'll go about 800-some pounds on the low end and about 1,500 at the top end. That's a big moose, Wolf. <laughs> yeah, here I am talking to the wolf, but I don't know moose could get that big. I didn't know it either. And what's interesting is that they have more moose attacks than bear attacks in some areas. Well, do you think that's because people find bears more intimidating? So if you see a bear, your first instinct is to calmly approach the situation and say, because I think people know it's not smart to run away from the bear. Right, right. right? So point. people are more prepared, whereas when they see a moose, they just think, it's just a bigger deer. This guy can't hurt me. <laughs> They don't. They they're not as cautious. You know, they 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 try to play tough guy for their girlfriends and and try to go over to it and, and pet it or something. And then those antlers, man, they can, I, I guess they could do some damage. They can do some damage. I actually saw a video of a moose running through snow and it looked like a train coming down the line. I I don't know if I saw the same video, but I did see a video of a moose running at full speed and those things can get up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing was just hauling. And I'm looking at the snow. He's parting the snow bank because he's up up to, like, his shoulders in snow. And it's, like, spraying to the side like he's, I don't know, a snowblower. Right. It's not It's not like he's just running on normal ground here. No. He's got it's like it's like you and I running at full speed in a in a in a swimming pool. Yes, exactly. Only this is a a snow swimming pool sort of like, right. But it, to 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 get the image there, he is he is basically legs deep in snow. The <laughs> oh, only yeah. thing you can see is you know his head and the and the and the tallest point of his back. Yeah, and the antlers, right? Yes, I mean, right. It's like you said, your first thought when you probably get a gander at a moose like that is that's just a big deer. Man, what a big deer, right? That's not because he's got the funny nose and everything else. You know, I mean, if you saw, what's that one? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Uh, there's a kid's movie. My kids watched it, and it was with Frozen. You know, and Frozen, get, of course. Yeah, and they got the moose in that. You know, because I think, was it Sven? I can't remember what the moose's name was. But you know, anyhow. Frozen kind of came out when I was in college, so I was beyond the. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm tuning into every single Disney animated movie that comes out. <laughs> kind of right at that threshold where I wasn't. It wasn't a must see at that point. <laughs> see, I got when I, you got kids and you got little girls. Mm-hmm. You know, Frozen was just big, and then of course you got. I, I just found the moose intriguing. You know, so, I, I'm sure it was a great character. Oh, how about Brother Bear? Did you remember? Brother Bear is in my time. I remember the two the two goofy moose. I do remember yeah. that. Remember they're doing moose yoga. I do remember that. <laughs> Brother Bear is in my time. I, I can I can uh, appreciate that one. There you go. Well, apparently, I guess the, this moose. All right, he falls through the window. So they got they call the Colorado Parks and Wildlife officers. They got to figure out. How to go get, you know, a full-grown moose out of the basement. Because apparently mooses don't do steps very well. They can run about 60 miles per hour knee-deep in snow, but they can't handle stairs. Gotcha. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it. You know, if it was like my downstairs, the, 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 it, it, the, I don't think the antlers would fit. You know what I mean? Just got that big, you, big head. So is it because of the antlers or because of the the hand-hoof coordination? 
You know, that's an interesting question. That requires much deep thought. Because you know? if, if they're walking through like a mansion, right? You know, like a grand hall where the stairway is is super wide, I would have, I would think the antlers would would not play a part of it. But if they're walking through my house or your house, they're not going to get through because of the antlers. So I'm I'm curious to know is it is it both? Is it just the antlers? Is it the hand hoof? See, th- that's interesting because that's a point of contention I did not come to. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. like in my mind, I'm trying to visualize. What in the world are you going to do with a moose in your basement? Mm-hmm. And then you find out that it doesn't do stairs. Now, does it not do stairs because of the, the ginormous head and rack that it's got? Or is it because there's that hand hoof type of, uh, the you know, the stepping on the stairs? I don't know. That's very interesting because, you know, I was just These watching. are the questions that people demand yeah. answers for. Well, this is what deep thought is all about, man. I mean, you know, when you look at that and you think, okay, what are you going to do now? Somehow they got that moose out. Okay, mm-hmm. they probably, you know, darted it and then carried it out somehow. I mean, but that's a lot of weight. But they got them out. And the moose was eventually released into what they referred to as a quality moose habitat. I'm glad. You know, but here's the thing, Wolf. If someone's going to release video moose-related, the answers for all things moose must be provided for. <laughs> you can't just throw out a viral video of a moose and have no expectations of people being... Muse curious all of a sudden. <laughs> because it's a moose thing. Absolutely. I, 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 I spent no time in the past, I'll be honest, probably no time in the in the entire 2021 calendar year on, on moose thoughts. But here I am That's only true. 20 days in, and my mind is consumed by the moose. <laughs> so I demand moose answers. Well, the good part is that he was he was released into a quality moose habitat. Now, so I, here we go, Wolf. What <laughs> defines a quality moose habitat? I don't know. Is it a high-end area? Like, uh, I don't know, you know, where, a place where there's plenty of uh, grass know, and grass? open fields what to run. What would, they, they, would they rather, here's a question, would moose, are, are they, would they rather the, the winter habitat with all the snow? Are they more comfortable in the cold? Or would they rather it be green pastures and 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 terrain and 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 just and nicer weather. That's interesting because again, these are the questions that we need answers for. <laughs> because now we've raised the moose question, and now we don't have the moose answers. But I do know that if it's a quality moose habitat, then of course it's got to be high end. So I got to believe that somehow this has got like uh, some great open fields full of like uh, moose quality moose I hope so. food. You know, it's been, it, it, this moose deserves it after having to go through this crash and and dealing with the biggest moose struggle there is of climbing up a set of stairs. This guy deserves. <laughs> This guy deserves the best of the best out there. <laughs> he falls through a window. Can you imagine the heaven moose thoughts? You're sitting there going, okay, where am I? What is this? What kind of cave is this? You know, those stairs. Mm-hmm. I don't do stairs. Stairs, they're just, they freak me out. I can't do them. Because like my dog, I might, well, my, this, the little pooch we got now. Sure. A total would do the stairs. But we used to have a dog named Jake, and Jake didn't do stairs well. He didn't like it. It's a it. good name for a dog. Oh, yeah, Jake. You know, he was, actually it was short for JKD, named after Jeet Kune Do, which was the um, the martial art of Bruce Lee. Ah. So, yes, that's uh, kind of how it worked out there. But regardless, you know, the moose is down there, and he's got to be panicking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause, oh, yeah. You know, you, you get moose panic. Oh, uh, good heavens! I would think that there could be a lot of damage, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, moose moose do damage. 
You know, have you ever seen I've, anything? They're, they're big. Well, of course yeah. they're going to do damage. 1,500 I mean, pounds. You talk about a, a bear in a china shop, a moose in a china shop could do even more. Right? It's, I believe it's a bear in a china shop. That's the saying how, <laughs> no, how it goes, right? No, it's a bull. A, a bull in a china shop. A bull in a china shop. Regardless, the moose is doing more damage than the bear. Get the bear out of here. But see, the moose has got the big rock. So you so had me. So you, had, you had me. You know, we were talking bull. Or we were talking bears and moose. So I, my mind went straight to a bear in a china shop. So that's. <laughs> I, I blame you for that one. Well, I hey, I can dumb down any audience. You know what? You know that's just you're just the next victim up of being around. It's me just too that's long. just that's just one day. That's just Thursday, January 20, twenty twenty two. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. Oh boy. All right. Let's move on. From the yeah, mooses. okay, so here we are talking about bears, bulls, and, and moose. What's the segue here? Well, if I'm, I'm, you know, you brought up uh, Bruce Lee, so I'm excited to hear, you know, what Bruce Leeism are you going to use to tie in these these wild animals into a Steelers conversation? You know, it's funny that you said tie because one of my favorite guys that I met was a guy because I used to, I have trained with Dan Inasano, who was the guy who uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, turned over the entire JKD uh, training uh, program. All right? Mm-hmm. So one of the guys, when you say Thai, I think Chai, Chai Sarasut, who was a Thai kickboxer. You know what Thai kickboxing is? I do not. Thai kickboxing is is if you see these guys that um, they will use eight limbs. You can punch, Jeez. you can use elbows, you can use knees, and you got shin kicks. Yeah, let me count. I think I only have four, two hands, two feet. I didn't realize shins and... And other things would be counted as limbs, but okay. Oh, yeah. Well, elbows. Uh, in other words, elbows eight too. striking okay. points. You know what I gotcha. mean? Gotcha. Fists, elbows, knees, and your shins. So you've got, you know, two of each. So unless, of course, you're a one-armed guy, then, of course, then we'd have to. That, that would be an entirely different You still show. have two, though, because you still have your, your fists and your, and your, you're not, you're not totally down. No, but you got fists, you got elbows, knees are allowed. So you got two knees, right? And then you got two shins, unless you're one-legged. All right. But you so, still have two. I mean, it's not like you're losing a qu- uh, you know, the math is see, the math is all crazy. It, yes. Yeah. But here's the point, and, and this is what I loved about Chai Sarasut. He was a champion kickboxer over in Thailand. Thai kickboxing is from Thailand, okay? This guy was so quick, and Dan told me himself, he said, I saw him do it. He threw a roundhouse kick at a fly on a heavy bag. All right, a fly lit on the heavy bag, and he killed it with a roundhouse kick. Can you imagine how fast you have to be to be able to do that? Have you ever seen videos of people catching flies with chopsticks? I've seen it. I don't believe it. Uh, what do you mean you don't believe it? You believe a guy can kill a fly with a a, a quick chop, but you can't believe that someone can catch Jacob, one with it a... It was a roundhouse kick, and I had there were witnesses to it that were there. That you you don't think anyone's ever witnessed? I mean, there have been videos of people doing this stuff. I know, but I just always thought that they were one of those things where, you know, you got the latest phone and you're like. It's like a UFO thing. It's just, it's, 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 it's camera work. It's not actual, uh, is, is it's it, not actual skill. All right. So is it all camera? I, no, I don't believe so. I think that's a legitimate skill that people, for some reason, work towards, you know, honing in on. I don't know why a life goal of someone would be to to be so crafty with a pair of chopsticks that you could catch a fly. <laughs> Maybe for the added protein that it provides. I don't know. Do you do you eat sushi? Uh you know, I'm I I 
I eat sushi. We'll we'll put it as simply it. so, but I don't I don't get too wild with my okay. sushi. I do enjoy sushi. What I don't enjoy are the chopsticks. Okay, because you know I got like relocated fingers. Okay. You know, because yeah. you spend your you've, life. You've uh, been banged up uh, a little. Yeah, here we, and there. We've had a few issues with little holding calls and things like that. You get your fingers caught in somebody's face mask, and before you know it, you dislocate a finger. Or two. Right. So they're a little crooked. Okay, but so that makes it a little bit hard when you're taking the chopsticks and you're trying to grab this piece of fish that's a little slickage. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, got, it's a little bit hard there. I've gotten better with my chopstick skills. I've tried. You know, it's kind of like anything. With any skill, the more I use it, I just feel more comfortable. And and I was afraid to use it, and I was like you, and everything was falling out, and I got frustrated, and I just said, I'm going to look like an idiot here, but I'm going to use forks and knives. and That's what I do. And eventually I just said, screw it. I, I can't live in my fears, to, to pull a quote from our, our beloved coach, Mike Tomlin. I'm going to use the chopsticks. I'm going to look like an idiot anyways, but I'd rather look like an idiot using the than the wrong ones. <laughs> See, I, I go the opposite way because what happens? Like, if you order, do you ever order a boat? You know, they yes, come I've seen. I've, okay. I've never been involved in a boat, but I've seen the sushi All right, boats so before. So it's like a little mini buffet. Yes, floating yes. on a buffet. So if you go with chopsticks, people will hit that thing up who are good with chopsticks while you're trying to just wrangle one piece, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you 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 lose. So you got to get the fork so that you can nail things and eat them up before everybody else cleans house on it. You know, because you'll have that boat. That'll be for, like, six people. And, like, Gadzooks, man, you get behind, you know, because you're wrestling around. You got to hurry. One piece of tuna or something like that, you know, and it's slipping off your chopsticks. And it doesn't work because then you go away hungry, man. That, that it doesn't work. And I get the point, too, because when, say, it's like any other meal, like a Thanksgiving meal, and the, and the turkey is waning, people have been... Diving into the turkey, but you want to get your your third or your your second serving. You got to act fast, but that's not hard because all you got to do is take the carving knife and the fork and put it on your plate. But with sushi, that, that's 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 a, that's a that's a required skill. It is a skill to put all that sushi that you need to fill you up on your plate. I get it. And the one thing I don't do is eel. Eel, no. I've never even tried eel. Yeah, I've yeah. had eel sauce. Really? It's yeah. It's it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's. Uh, I'm gonna, like the, I'm gonna the, sound, the I'm gonna sound so uncultured here, but to me, it's like a, a tangier, like a thicker soy sauce. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of eel sauce. Okay, all right, we're gonna leave it at that. Okay, all right, let's go good, to break. It's, it's a good thing we talked a lot of Steelers <laughs> here on the, uh, the Steelers we'll, Nation radio show. We'll, we'll be, we'll be right back. We're gonna just get going on some Steeler news, and of course, uh, we're talking football and everything else. But you just, you gotta enjoy these moments, like. A moose crashing in your basement. Man, it gives you a lot of thoughts. Yes, so. from moose. I mean, Max Max loves to talk about your transitions. A moose crashing into a home in Breckenridge to sushi boats. Somehow, someway, it works. All right, stay put. We're going to be right back with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Of course, it's just me and Jacob in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. Thank you. 
Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. We're back, and Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, and really it's just me and Jacob, Ninja Jacob. In the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And just as a final wrap-up there, Jacob, I have to share this with you. Oh, no. Do you know what one of my, my favorite ice creams is? Uh, is it a classic, or do I have to get some crazy flavor here? You never heard of Moose Tracks? Oh, <laughs> oh bada bang. Bada but I bang. do love it. Yeah, that's got a good mixture to it. All right, moving on to some Steelers business. And, you know, it's on now. The countdown to Canton yes. has begun for Big Ben. But it's the countdown to the OTAs mm-hmm. that is now beginning for both Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. This is... I think this is going to be interesting to think about it. We've not had a, a, a bona fide quarterback controversy since, you know, what, 19 years ago. Yeah, Zooks. You know, I mean, this is, this is something that has not erupted in Pittsburgh in I don't know how long. And the fact of the matter is we have two young guys that are ready to throw their, their hat mm-hmm. into the ring and have at it. So I've brought this up on my show with Tom how – it's Which, cr- by the way, promote your show. Uh, the Steelers Standard. You can find it everywhere you find this show in the locker room on Steelers.com, Spotify, Apple Playlist, wherever you get, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Steelers Standard, give it a listen. We do shows three days a week. We do three episodes per day. You get a lot of content from us, so give Wolf a listen. Give us. Right. Way to go. That's. Boy, you sound That's the so way to promote, man. And That's it, brother. Uh, credit to you for letting me put that in there. <laughs> but what uh, I've said on my show is how different the conversation is from this time last year, where all we talked about was in the quarterback was who was going to be things don't work out with Ben. If if Ben gets hurt or if Ben's throw really isn't able to to compete at that NFL level and you have to put in a guy like Mason or Dwayne Haskins, how much more comfortable were we having that conversation when it was just, okay, who's going to be the number two and who's going to be number number three? But here we are a year later. The season is over. Ben will not be returning. And you have to go with those two guys who you were saying going to be the number two, number three, as who is going to be your number one, most likely, assuming the Steelers don't get someone through the draft or there isn't someone acquired via free agency. People assume that the next quarterback, or at least the starting quarterback in 2022 for the Steelers, is going to be either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. And we're safe to assume that because we heard Mike Tomlin mention in his press conference that it's going to be a healthy competition between the two guys. So it feels very weird, Wolf, because this time last year, all we talked about, we talked about Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins a lot, right. especially considering they were just 
backups. But here we are talking about them taking over the starting job, and it definitely makes you, I don't want to be so hard and say worry, but it kind of makes you worry because they haven't had legitimate day one starting responsibilities. We know Mason came in and had to fill in when Ben went down in 2019 when Dwayne Haskins was drafted by Washington his rookie year. I don't think he got the go uh, from day one his rookie year. He was eventually worked in, but things didn't work out for him in Washington, and that's how he ended up on the Steelers roster. So neither guy is is used to this day one, from from day one of the offseason, being considered for the number one spot. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Mason's played in 17 games, starting 10 of them. He's 5-4-1. Yes. He's had 236 completions for 2,366 yards and 16 TDs in four seasons. Now, Haskins, he started 13 of 16 games with the Wash football team there, right? Mm-hmm. Then he was, of course, he was a first-rounder in 2019, but uh, he finished what? I think it was 3-10. and 10. Yeah, 3-10 and 10 Not great. started. Not great. 267 completions, 2,800 yards, 12 TDs. But here's the thing about it. He hasn't taken any regular season Steelers snaps. What he did do was get a chance to sit back this past year and have the opportunity to learn. And I think the fact that he was sitting and watching and able to, like, just absorb it. Sure. You know, that's a great opportunity. for Because he never really got that opportunity to sit back and absorb in Washington. No, I mean, think about it, Wolf. This is a testament to who Dwayne Haskins was, the questions surrounding him in Washington, plus the the overall landscape of the league is the fact that he had guys like Case Keenum and Colt McCoy fighting against him for that starting position. Why why would you draft a guy in the first round with a what a top fifteen or top twelve pick and consider someone like Case Keenum or or, or, or Colt McCoy as your starter over him? So that is Maybe Matt, bad coaching or, or bad front office work by the Washington football team, which we know isn't isn't a, a unique case for them. We've seen them make some bad moves in the past, including that one. But the fact that he had no one really to learn from that was an established veteran. He comes to Pittsburgh. He gets to watch Ben Roethlisberger in practice. Exactly so. And the other thing I believe that was important was, you know, you had some. He had some issues. Uh, it, in Washington. Yes. In, 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 we know that. You, and you can leave that go, all right, because when you get come to Pittsburgh, you got a clean slate, and you prove yourself over time. And I think the fact that he was in the Steeler locker room, in the Steeler culture, I think it was beneficial to him because you sit back and you learn, and you mm-hmm. learn what it is to walk, talk, and, and conduct yourself as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, the strongest points about this franchise is the historical – a uh, locker room that is that uh, runs back from my time to before my time where you have leaders in there and leaders who are great teammates and those great teammates are guys that are also also um teachable mm-hmm. uh they're, they're 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 teaching teammates I should say rather than teachable they're teaching teammates because that was just the way that it was always done I don't know who started it I don't know where it all originated from but winning I know breeds that sort of accountability amongst players and when you have great leaders and I would probably think it emanated from the the, the great Joe Green when he came in 1969 If I had to guess it would be Mean Joe. Yeah. 
And I would say this, because this is interesting, because it takes me back to a conversation I had, because every locker room has got multipliers, uh, dividers, adders, and subtractors, okay? Sure. So you got the that, that number of guys. So one of the things that's important is to make sure you got more multipliers and you got more adders than you do the other guys, right? Gotcha. So here's the thing. You got Joe comes in, and Joe was kind of a, he was a ornery guy. You know, let's just put it that way. And I says to Joe one time, I says, how did you, what, what kind of got your attention to conducting yourself as a leader rather than just being the irascible wild man that you were when you first came there? And he said it started in training camp one time, uh, second year, I believe it was. And he had gone from the dining room down to the locker room. He was going to get his pads and take them up to the, the dorm so that for the second practice, because back in the day, Jacob, we had two practices a day, not just one, right? So he's going to take his pads. You don't pads. say you guys were tougher back in the day? <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard nothing. someone from a generation before me say you guys were tougher. <laughs> you had it harder than we do now. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. So he's going back to the locker room and he's going to get his pads, and the door's locked. Well, he got all honked off and he just horse kicked that thing, kicked the door in, and went and got his pads. He walked up to his dorm room, you know, laid okay. down, and he was there for maybe ten minutes. And all of a sudden, get a knock on the door. Boom, 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 and it's Chuck Noll. He said, "Joe." That'll be 500 bucks. And that was, he said, the first time anybody really sat on him and started to make him toe the line, discipline himself, and I think it originates from there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the great things about this locker room because I think a young man like Haskins, it's to sit back, be involved in this franchise, in this locker room, it's a great teaching ground for him in conducting himself and as a, as a proper member. And I think that, uh, you know what, it's a great opportunity for him to grow as a young man and as a quarterback talent in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think it it goes back to the point in Washington where it's a franchise that has just not been run the way the Steelers have have been run. I mean, we know the success Washington had in the the 70s and the 80s in the early part of the 90s, but it's been a long time since, 30 years. And things have changed there. And to go into that team – where you're competing, I mean, I, I really think it was an error for Washington to say, to instill maybe a lack of confidence in Dwayne Haskins by saying, we have Case Keenum and we have Colt McCoy, guys who have only gotten starting jobs because the the de facto starter couldn't start. And these guys had to fill in and they were good enough to compete at an NFL level, but they're only going to do so as fill-ins. But here we are drafting you in the first round, and we think that you're about at their level. So we're going to not hand you the reins. Kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of what Matt Nagy did with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. You you trade up for a guy like Justin Fields with a tw- top 12 or top 11 pick, and you say, you know what, this guy, Andy Dalton, who is 10 years older than you, hasn't had a legitimate starting job since he was in Cincinnati two teams ago and five years ago. I think he's going to be the better option for us. I mean, what are you going to? What, well, what do you think that does to a young kid? Well, I don't. I, I, to, to see to me, quarterback, you've got to understand the personality of who you have, and it depends on each and every guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the best things you could do is for a Mason Rudolph Ben and learn. I think one of the best things for Dwayne Haskins is that. Even a guy like Andy Dalton can provide some things for a young quarterback. You've got to know, do you have a good enough offensive line? Because if your offensive line 
is not very good, and you have these these constant breaches and poundings mm-hmm. and beatdowns. It's going to get frustrating. It'll get frustrating, and you develop bad habits, and you mm-hmm. simply are, are you go from being somebody looking downfield to somebody trying to survive. You know, because those when when you're treated like a human pinata in there, you know right. it, that that is very discouraging, and it does not lead to advancing your talent in the way that you would want. So, I think every situation you got to kind of look at and see because you've got to understand the type of personalities you got. And I'm interested because, as you put it right from the beginning, there you got Mason, you got Dwayne. We're heading towards OTAs. We've not seen this sort of competition, mano y mano in the uh, lead quarterback spot mm-hmm. in 19 years. But as you said, you know, it was always second, you know, who's going to be second, who's going to be third, so forth. Now it's there. And one of the things Mason mm-hmm. talks about, Mason says, you know what, this is the first time I've had the opportunity to really see myself as a starter. Dwayne Haskins is a guy who says, you know what, I know that I can lead this team. So this is going to be, I think, one of the most interesting off-seasons and pre-seasons when we get back to training camp. Absolutely. It's the first time that the Steelers are having a, a starting quarter, quarterback position battle in 20 years. I mean, it was 2003, that off-season of which, or the 2004 off-season after the 2003 season, that was the last time it happened. We know how long it's been since the pre-Ben era. And so I think you couple it with Ben, you couple Ben Roethlisberger's departure alongside Kevin Colbert's departure. There will be a lot of changes moving forward for this team in just one offseason. No question about it. You know, it is, there's, as, as we were talking about, you've got so many, you've got unrestricted free agents, you've got restricted free agents, you've got I don't know, free, free agents of every sort. And they're going to have to make some decisions, and we'll be talking about those things as we move along here into the offseason. And there's just, I don't know, I just, you know, there's so much football that is yet to be played out with, you know, what's going on in the playoffs coming up and, of course, the Super Bowl and everything else. But this is the exciting thing to me about football, man. It's become 12 months around the, you know, just around the clock, basically. Oh, yeah, I mean, people who think that, a, a sport that's played for six months and that's it or are they don't understand the the processes that teams go through soon as their offseason begins it, it goes from nfl season to combine season or senior bowl season to combine season to draft season right into otas and and mini camp and then training camp absolutely it is a 12 month a year sport we're going to be right back we're going to talk more of mason rudolph dwayne haskins we'll talk more about what's coming up with some of the players and so forth. And we've got at the top of the hour, we got Coach Tom Bradley checking in. And at 11.20 in the second hour, we have Jerry Dulac, the cool breeze. So we'll be back with more right here in the locker room. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. Moving to the last segment of the first hour here in the Locker Room. Numbers 412-919-1316. I'm joined by Ninja Jacob. Max is taking care of family business, and uh, he's going to be gone both today, but we'll be here in the Locker Room, and hopefully you'll join us. Because we appreciate you, Steelers Nation. This is where the locker room 
and Steelers Nation come together, and we talk all things Steelers and sometimes moose and uh, other things. So. Sometimes moose, sometimes sushi, <laughs> sometimes moose tracks. <laughs> Uh, I gotta tell you, Moose Tracks is good stuff, man. Don't get me. I'm not. I'm not saying anything wrong about Moose Tracks. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm. I'm giving the people if they missed it the transitions we've made throughout the show so far. You know, I can only say that those transitions really are a, a result of oh, a fine Syracuse education and probably half a dozen concussions. You know, it just happens. You know, it just drops in there. What are you gonna do? I. I, I you got to talk to my friend Tim Benz. He's a fellow uh, Orangeman. Oh, absolutely. I know. Yeah, we we talk all the time. You know what? I enjoy Tim. Tim's a good man. He's, Sy- he's a Syracuse man. He is. Okay. So now, do you guys call yourselves Orangemen? Is that okay? No, you can't. Because no, it's you're you're, you're just Syracuse an orange. orange. You're orange. You're just an orange. Yeah. See, I'm just a Hoosier. Oh, okay. Well, what's a Hoosier? Is that a like Ho- Indiana? The it's guy? Indi- yeah, but do you know what a, a Hoosier is? No. I didn't know this until I went to school there. A Hoosier is a a resident of the state of Indiana or a citizen of the state of Indiana. I don't know if it's resident or citizen because I was technically a resident, not a citizen. Huh. Well, why wouldn't you be called an Indianian or something like that? Well, you know? if this is a history course yeah, you're asking me about. Okay. This, is a, this is a Steelers show here, okay? I didn't major right. in history. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? Hey, if you're going to come, come loaded, right? I mean, that's what we're going to – I got the moose, right? I told you the moose story. So, all right, even, okay, okay. I so got my moose size. My, my, fast, my fast tech fingers working here. By definition, Hoosier is they – a resident, so I don't have to be an official citizen of the state, so that's good for me because okay. I was a student there. I was I was a resident of the state. Um, that's all I got for you. Okay. You're a resident. Well, most residents of the states are called prisoners, aren't they? <laughs> that <laughs> That's a different kind of a state resident. But <laughs> are you telling me you had a little, did a little time there in Indiana, Jacob? You know, what I did from the ages of 18 to 22, like most people, maybe it's not the, the things I'm most proud of, but it never got me into that kind of trouble. All right. When last we were talking Steelers things, we were talking Mason Rudolph, we're talking Dwayne Haskins, and the excitement that's really going to be brewing because you've got an opportunity for two young men to come out and show their capabilities when, you know, you sit back for a couple of years, like four years for Mason couple years for Dwayne Haskins, and you you know that there's unless there's an injury, there's not the opportunity for you to start. And even then, you're not going to start for long. I mean, as soon as Ben is back, you're you're out, right? But sure. now we have an open competition. You know, Mason had uh, what? He had a bunch of starts in 2019 when Ben hurt his elbow. He had one start in 2020, and then one start 2021 when he started against Detroit. And the thing that I never understood about that, I'm wondering, you know, how on a rainy day that you throw 50 passes, and and Mason completed 30 of them, 242 yards, one TD, one interception. Um, But that shows me and tells me that, you know, this guy is is capable. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has had some victories in games, so it shows me he's capable. So it's going to be one of those things where – because I don't see – and let me ask you, Jacob. I don't see them bringing in a big-name quarterback, you know, one of the free agents, somebody like Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers, you know, or uh, Russell Wilson. I don't see that at all. Well, yeah, the one thing I don't want to – 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a catch-22 here, Wolf, because if you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, boy, does that elevate your team from barely making it as the seventh seed to possibly being the number one overall team in your conference. That's just the type of difference this guy does. However, the the other side to it is, are you willing to give up draft capital? Are you willing wow. to, to break the bank for this guy realistically for not a long-term deal? Right. I mean, not everyone is Tom Brady who can play into the ripe old age of 44 in the National right, Football right. League. And Aaron Rodgers isn't super far behind. I believe he's he is 38 years old. So he's not so too far. He'd be 39 next year. Though. He'd, be, he'd be the same age that Ben Roethlisberger right. is right now. And, and 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 of course, what we've seen out of out of Aaron Rodgers this year and in in the you know the year before and the year before that was. You know, objectively better than what you saw out of Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers is just one of the best passers, as is Ben Roethlisberger of the football. But Aaron Rodgers is just able to do it at an older age better than Ben was able to do this year. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can play until he's 44 years old. What if Aaron Rodgers hits a – he hasn't hit a 37-year-old wall. He hasn't hit the 38-year-old wall. But what if the wall comes at 39? You know, we didn't right. see – Drew Brees hit a wall until his final season. Right. It was a different Drew Brees that we saw. This year, it was a different Ben Roethlisberger that we saw. And you just you, there is no way of predicting it. So do you go out there and break the bank for a guy like Aaron Rodgers and no. have him only be around for two years? I don't think you do. But how bad is it if you could do that <laughs> and and he, he, he still has the potential to play at a Tom Brady level or, or the Aaron Rodgers level for the next two, three years, and you pass on a guy like that? Well, it's exa- tough. Exactly. I mean, you're not going to mortgage the future. It's no, a I, to I don't think with, with so many young pieces on the team right now on both offense and defense, it'd be such a waste of money to go all in on one guy who's only going to be here for two years. Well, think about this. Kirk Cousins. You're talking about he's making 35 mil. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. Really? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go out and pay. You know, that'd be asking a lot to, to me to, to pay that kind of money for Aaron Rodgers, let alone someone like Kirk Cousins, who's nowhere near. You know, I'd take Ben Roethlisberger at 39 than I would at Kirk Cousins at, what, 30, 31? Something like that, yeah. He's in his early 30s. I mean, I know Kirk Cousins is is good, but – do we think that Kirk Cousins is maybe a product of the receivers and the running backs he's had his whole career in Minnesota? Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook. Put him in, in Jacksonville or put him in Houston. What is Kirk Cousins going to do? Well, you know, the thing about it is uh, at $35 million, it ain't happening. No, it just no, can't sir. happen. You know, and I, I go back to think about this. If they come back, and they most likely are with Matt Canada, you know, you've got Mason says, I enjoy the jet motion, the pre-snap. You know, I really was I was excited the thought of what Matt was going to do mm-hmm. with the, you know, different motioning because I love the, the kind of chess pieces when you start moving them. But the problem was it was confusing the offensive line. There was there's situations there. You know, they were better with less but rather than better with more. But now I'm wondering just how, how much was that of maybe Ben deciding not to or, or, or to do or – what have you versus, you know, Matt Canada too, because you know Ben's going to have always always would have a say in the offense, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not you're not a future Hall of Famer and a Gold Jacket guy about to be, you know, and and you don't get a chance to have your input into the offense. But now with Mason and with Dwayne Haskins, 
they've got no credibility as far as, you know, Hall of Fame credentials. It's about this is going to be Matt Canada and what Matt Canada wants to do. And I'm wondering what we're going to see, if we're going to see anything more from – I'm hoping some under center. You know, I mean, I know I know sure. Ben didn't really like under center, but under center with play action, using a, a fullback dead gummit, you know, a little fullback like cowbell, you know, more cowbell. I, oh, I know, I know how you like your cowbell. Absolutely, you know. And I know how you I like your fullback involved. Exactly. So give me a little more of that, and I'm wondering when, with Dwayne Haskins what this could materialize. Absolutely. And and Tom brought up this point on our show saying how maybe Matt Canada has these plays but or, or has these formations or has this playbook, but maybe just Ben Roethlisberger at his age wasn't the right piece to use. But you weren't going to say to Ben in his last year, we're going to do everything this way and you're going to have no say of the no, matter. No. But now maybe it's more advantageous to Matt Canada to have a younger guy like Mason Rudolph who is more mobile, who is more willing to adapt his game to a playbook rather than have the playbook adapt to him. Because I think if you have a guy like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, the the, the latter has to happen, where the playbook has to adapt to the player. But Mason Rudolph, let's be fair, isn't that kind of guy. And so that way you can form Mason Rudolph into your system. And I think maybe that's why Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday afternoon he's optimistic for Matt Canada in 2022 because he knows what Matt Canada can do with a quarterback that can fit his kind of system. Well, I, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I think you've got some great thoughts about that. I think, you know, the fact of the matter is when you go and, and, uh, and Matt Canada has been known to resurrect running games. Sure. You know, and I'm, so I'm, I'm hoping and, and praying that uh, that's what's going to be first on the, on, on the offseason. Because, hey, look, Najee Harris, you're not going to waste that draft pick. No. You're not going to take him in here to, you know, to uh, step up and pick up blitzers all the time. You know, you, he's got part of the passing game as well. But I think he's going to be, you know, kind of the face of the franchise as you move forward here, one of those face of the franchise guys, that, that the running game needs to go through that resurrection. They moved from, what, 32 to, like, 29 in the running game. Sure. That's not what I'm sure uh, – uh, Art Rooney, yeah. Art Rooney said when he said, we got to get the running game going. I'm sure that's not what he was thinking, you know, thinking about getting in to be a top 10 run production offense. I think that's what needs to needs to be happening. You know, it's I bet it's frustrating, too, because we all know Najee Harris had the second most rushing attempts of any running back this year. He had the most touches out of any running back wide receiver combinations between rush attempts and and catches. He had the most out of any one of those players. And I bet you it's frustrating because the team went with that option. They said, okay, we'll run through Najee. We'll operate through Najee. It's just the state of the offensive line, all the changing pieces, and, and, and Canada having to work with Ben, and maybe it wasn't the best marriage that we thought it could be. That didn't allow for Art Rooney's wish to be granted. Well, you know, when you go through five left guards, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. That's you're going to have that issue. All Two right. different centers, three different left tackle. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. But I do know what's not tough is moose tracks. Always love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> always, always easy on the eyes so, with the moose tracks. It's always about the food. All right, break because we got the coach Tom Bradley coming up at the top of the hour. You're listening to Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Thank you. 
Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.